0: to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Here's what I have planned for this episode. I have three anonymous posts. Well, at least a couple of them are anonymous from what I can tell. That sort of summarized the first section of my last episode where I was talking about the FBI stuff and the whole Trump thing and everybody panicking and whatever else. These three posts, again, in my opinion, uh lay it out pretty clearly as to what's going on, and I have no doubt that good things are happening. This is not dooming by any stretch of the imagination. It's the exact opposite. It's very positive stuff. And as we've seen, once the dust settled on all of that, uh, it's just made the individuals who are involved look even more foolish and the people who were shooting from the hip look even more foolish and panicking and screaming about it look even more foolish. And it's still continuing to happen, unfortunately. But more people are starting to wake up to it, which is good. I just wish that they'd wake up to it as soon as it happens. And even before that, and actually see it coming before it happens. Uh, With that said, I figured I'd mention this real quick too. The, The entire Cincinnati FBI story of this dude showing up at the FBI headquarters in Cincinnati with a nail gun and an AR and then driving down the highway and getting killed. I'm certain that all of that was fake. I'm almost 100% positive. It seemed too ridiculous. And the story changed consistently. And again, for something like that to happen, uh, excuse me, as soon as the Trump FBI quote unquote raid thing happening, come on, it's too coordinated. And again, at this point, why is anybody trusting the FBI to begin with? I mean, that right there should prove to everybody how foolish everyone sounds when they either speak about it or don't speak about it or believe that it's true. So at one moment, you, you don't believe the FBI and you don't like the FBI, and in the next, you all of a sudden trust and believe the story that the FBI tells you about some random guy with a random social media account uh, who was allegedly uh, there on January 6th but not inside the building and it was clearly a Trump supporter, shows up with a nail gun and an AR. Come on. Come on, people. <laughs> I mean, if it happened, fine, but it's just so funny and ridiculous. Not to mention, again, the people that bite on it is even funnier because again, the mainstream media bites on it, and then they report it. Now what? Do you now trust the mainstream media again? Just like that, just overnight? I think people would be surprised how better they'll feel when they just get rid of their televisions. We've seen all those memes. You know, the best antidote to brainwashing, and it's a family throwing their TV into a dumpster. I'm telling you, it's the truth. If you just stop watching TV, you'll live your life and feel so much better about what's going on. I mean, even Rush Limbaugh spoke about that, and he was right. He would consistently say that. Just turn it off and see how much you'll feel better. Stop watching it. He would even say, stop watching Fox News. There would be people that would call into Rush Limbaugh's show and they'd say, I'm just so overwhelmed with everything that's going on. There's just so many different takes on what's going on and so many different stories. I don't know what to believe. And Rush would go, turn it all off. He'd say, even turn off my show. Just stop listening to it. Just turn it off. So that's my take also. I agree with uh, the late Rush Limbaugh on that one, without a doubt. Okay, I also have two huge, huge uh, education stories to mention. And I want to dive into those two, along with a lot of anonymous comments regarding those. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to finish with jab-related stuff and how the biggest story that isn't being discussed is how the CDC has all of the sudden changed all of their guidelines, and how every single human being, jabbed or unjabbed, should be outraged, screaming at the top of their lungs, yelling at their employers. Their employees should be yelling at their bosses. Everybody should be screaming about this at the top, but they aren't. Not a peep. It's just, oh well, the CDC just said everything's fine again, just like that. I'm telling you what, this right here is proving how many people have amnesia, how many people have Stockholm Syndrome. And how many individuals are 100% okay with being abused? So I don't know about you, but I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with any of that. I'm not okay with people feeling that way. I'm not okay with being abused personally, having to watch the abuse, which of course, for those of us that withstood all of this, um, congratulations to us. We made it. We were still abused during this process, but we made it. And I said a couple of interesting things on Gab, which leads me again into the FBI thing that I'm just going to briefly summarize here with these three anonymous posts. But I said a couple of things on Gab, and then I made an interesting observation in society yesterday that I think is worth bringing up. Uh, first of all, a post I made on Gab, I basically said, look, if somebody ever asks you to play that game where you, you know, I don't know. Somebody says who would you want to be in history? If there's one person you would want to go back in time and be history, who would you want to be? From now on, your answer should be you. If you didn't wear a mask, if you're unjabbed, if you knew this whole thing was a lie, if you if you went against the grain on all of this, you've been proven to be right. You've been right the whole time. So the person that you should say that you want to be from the past is you. And just look at the faces of the people around you when you say that. You know, I, I, I'm not saying it's a popular game that people play. It certainly isn't. But I do recall there were moments in time when people would, would say that, like, well, I'd want to be Jesus and go back in here, or I'd want to be this person and go back and watch You know, and try to prevent the assassination of this person or that person. I would just now say, I want to be me. Because I didn't play along, I didn't wear a mask, I didn't take the jabs. You know, just be yourself. Just say you would be yourself. Because you're the baddest MRF'er that you know. And leave it at that. And just look at their faces. Um, I made another post on Gab, which got the exact response I, I was expecting. I basically summarized very quickly in one sort of small post the first 30-plus minutes of my last episode where I was basically saying, you're watching 7D chess be played right now. That people who are playing the chess game, you think that you're watching particular things take place, and yet it's not going down that way. And all of the people watching that game be played think it's being played one-dimensionally, and it's not the posts uh, the, the responses that i got were few but they were exactly split in half which is exactly what i was expecting some people went you're 100% right and then other people were like whatever that's ridiculous see that proves my point the post i made in the last episode that i said where i was talking about the fbi stuff and how people just take the bait every single time that's exactly my point The responses to that proved that people take the bait, and then there are other people who know what's going on, and just because the media says it doesn't mean that they believe it, and good for those people, because again, those people have their heads on straight, they can see what's going on, they're free thinkers, they're turning off their televisions, so on and so forth. Now here's the observation that I made the other day, which again, I think is uh, sort of encapsulates the entire problem of what we've experienced over the last, I don't know how many years. Pick a number, it almost doesn't matter. Certainly, of course, the last two and a half. The pizza delivery guy shows up the other day and my puppy, who is a puppy, weighs approximately 70 pounds. She's a big dog and going to get bigger. Um, super kind you know, wouldn't hurt a fly in particular, a stranger for the most part anyway. And, uh, the pizza delivery guy pulls in the driveway and stops there. And I see him stopping and not getting out of his car. And I see my dog there. So I call my dog in, put the dog inside. Then I walk up to the pizza delivery guy and he gets out of the car and he goes, sorry, man. He goes, we're just calling the number. He goes, uh, it's company policy. Now, he's not wearing a mask, but he was a guy that would have worn a mask, and I'm certain this guy's jabbed just by the look of him. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you can just look at people and you can just tell. But he he quite literally says, and I'm quoting him, he says, it's company policy that if there's a dog in the driveway, we have to call the owner to get the dog away for when we deliver the pizza. and i thought to myself i grew up in a time where that wasn't a thing i grew up in a time when if you had pizzas in your hands and a dog came up to you the dog was interested in the pizza not biting the pizza guy um yeah and then i thought to myself The guy quite specifically said, it's company policy. And that's when I thought to myself, this is not a guy who would operate appropriately in any war whatsoever. This is quite literally a sheeple. This is a guy who is afraid of a puppy. Now, yes, again, a 70 pound puppy, but. A puppy, nonetheless, with a puppy face and big floppy ears. How on earth is an adult man who calls himself a man afraid of a dog when you're holding two medium pepperoni pizzas? What the hell? I mean, that's not a winning formula for society. And there's more people like him every day. Who are out there. Again, the line he said, it's company policy. I thought to myself, here's an NPC zombie who just does whatever he's told to do, no matter what. Again, that's not a survivable characteristic in my book. It just isn't. That person's not going to make it. If the bullets start flying, we know what that guy's going to do. He's going to jump in his hatchback, and he's going to fly down the highway with smoke coming out of the back of his exhaust like he did when he left my place. And that's it. That's, that's it. So, I don't know. I think examples like that are everywhere, and we can see them all the time with what people say and how they behave and what they agree with blindly without just even thinking. The guy didn't even get out of his car, and my dog wasn't even barking at him. She was sitting in the driveway looking at the front of his car. She knows it's the pizza guy. (laughs) She's not stupid. And you're holding two medium pepperonis. Come on, dude. It's a dog. She wants the pizza, not you. (laughs) She'll follow you to the front door and then follow the pizza into the house. She's not interested in you. She did not want to chew on your leg. She wants a slice, because she's a dog. I mean, what happened with humans when they actually think that dogs want to eat people? Did they watch Game of Thrones too much? I mean, wh- what gives? A starving dog might want to eat a person, maybe. Unlikely. I just I again it's not a it's not a recipe for success as our country it, it's just not okay. On to the FBI. Uh here we go. I think this is from Facebook if I'm not mistaken. Hard to tell just cuz I've ne- I, you know I'm not on Facebook never have been so it looks like a Facebook post from somebody calling themselves Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray. It says quote, "You're being played folks. This is rhetoric to disband the FBI and to push the rank and file to the IRS. Bards, Bards of War, Bards FM, Scott Kesterson, was right about this one. Cuomo, Pence, McCarthy, and crew wouldn't be talking about disbanding the FBI in unison unless there's an agenda, and I think Bards called it out. Remember, all of the talking heads are controlled by the highest bidder. It is no coincidence all of the rhetoric changed on a dime. The FBI knew exactly what would happen. This isn't a botched raid. This is a planted catalyst. The IRS doesn't rely on due process like the FBI and DOJ. They operate with their own courts and laws. They can seize assets and confiscate everything you have without a second thought. You have no recourse. Cuomo wouldn't say a word about Trump or a raid. Think about it. You are being played. The FBI does need to be disbanded, and so does the IRS. It makes sense when you compare it to the IRS hiring, allegedly, wanting to hire 87,000 people. If memory serves, the FBI hires approximately 35,000 people. I could have that number wrong, but for some reason that number, a 30,000 range number, is in my head as being the amount of FBI agents in the United States. And then again, why would the IRS buy all this ammo and why would the IRS start telling people that they need to be able to carry, carry guns? Are they moving FBI employees over to the IRS and just calling it the IRS? Who knows? Maybe even all of that's fake. Who knows? But it's an interesting take because what does it do? It proves all of the people who are going, this is unconstitutional and infringement on our rights, blah, blah, blah. It proves that all of those people were still one dimensional thinkers and not taking this into a larger consideration of any kind. Here's the next post. It's titled this. If the military is the only way and nothing can stop what's coming, it's reasonable to conclude that Donald J. Trump is still president. The military will act when the commander-in-chief instructs them to. And then the post says, patriots are in control and everything we're seeing is choreographed. There will be no enforcement action from the DOJ nor the FBI. Now the American people see it clearly. With Trump now posting Q-drops, the connection is clear. And he is, by the way. He's retruthing endless Q-drops from other people. So for people to say, whatever, this is all just some psyop, well, that depends on your definition of a psychological operation. That has multiple dimensions also. It then says, he's laying out, he's laying his case out. He's calling out the traitors. At the same time, massive revelations about China's interference in the 2020 election are being revealed. It's popcorn time. I agree. I agree. Here's the next one. Comes from somebody titled Johnny Freeze. Says, ask yourself three simple questions. If Trump was a dishonest, corrupt, treasonous traitor, and knowingly sold our country to the highest bidder, sold out our country to the highest bidder, then why haven't our premier three-letter agencies, Justice Department, media, intelligence apparatuses, both political parties, Secret Service courts and the will of the American people been able to take him down? Wouldn't they have enough evidence to take him down? I mean, couldn't they even fabricate enough evidence to take him down? Spoiler alert, they tried. Who oversees the highest level of intelligence in our great nation? Who could have ensured Trump brings the real traitors to justice? Even better, the gallows or firing squads. Who swears an oath against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Remember, Trump declassified everything to show the world the truth. Hopefully soon we will see the actual truth. We already know what it is. I love the Post, and they're right. But we already know who it is. We already know who the bad guys are. They're on both sides of the so-called political party. They're in the shadows. They're the ones that pulled their strings also. It's all of the Obama administration. It's everybody in all of that. It's everybody in the previous Bush administrations. It's everybody who's still alive, the Henry Kissingers from the Reagan administration. It's all of those people. They're all the bad guys. We know this. But unfortunately, there are some people that have to have it spelled out for them. And I do believe firmly that the only thing that is going to wake people up are the flat-out arrests of political officials. You have to arrest these people for treason, sedition, crimes against humanity, and then they have to be executed under the law because that's what the law calls for. It doesn't call for uh, life in prison. It might, but we know that that's not what we want because that won't suffice. There are faster solutions, legally speaking, that can take place. And those are the ones, clearly, that we are interested in seeing. So there you have it. That's my summary on all of that. I think it's going to be interesting to just continue to watch it, and I'm going to continue to pay attention to it, and I would encourage other people to do the same thing. Just don't look at it one-dimensionally. Look at it from multiple dimensions, Excuse me, as much as you possibly can. That's, that's just my tip. Okay, here we go. Education stuff, lots of it. Two huge stories here. This first one, this comes from Breitbart. Uh, Let's see, written by John Nolte, titled American College Enrollment Plummets. No kidding. So it says the following here. It says, quote, according to a report published by far-left NBC News, American college enrollment has plummeted over the last 10 years. Quote, there are 4 million fewer, fewer students in college now than there were 10 years ago, the report tells us. And this cannot be blamed on the China flu or an overheated job market. Oh, it can be blamed on the China flu. Of course, that's not what people think it is, but... It's certainly blamed on a lot of that. It says, but but while the pandemic, of course, they said that, this is NBC talking, but while the pandemic certainly made things worse, the downturn took hold well before it started. Demographics alone cannot explain the scale of this drop, and statistics uh, belay the argument that recent high school graduates are getting jobs instead of going going to college. Workforce participation for 16 to 24-year-olds is lower than it was before COVID hit, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports. Focus groups and public opinion surveys point to other, less easily solved reasons for the sharp downward trend. These include widespread and fast-growing skepticism about the value of a degree, impatience with the time it takes to get one, to get one, and costs that have finally exceeded many people's ability or willingness to pay. Okay, I'm going to continue to read the article here, although this listening audience knows the real reasons as to why people aren't going to college anymore, and all you have to do is consider the last two and a half years. Just take everything that's happened in the last two and a half years, and there's your answer. NBC can't say that, though, and we know why. So what's the old yarn that they have to spin in order to get people to bite on a story like this? They have to say there's no value in the degree, but they don't go deeper than that. They have to say, well, it just takes too long to get one, which is unbelievable. Um, That's ridiculous. You can get a degree as fast as you want. It depends on the degree, and it depends on where your focus is. And then, of course, the the old yarn of it costs too much, which is 100% true. But they don't go deeper, and they're not going to, because they can't, because they have talking points, and they have orders, and they can't say it's because people are dying. They don't want to take the shots. They know the shots are killing people. They don't want to play these games. They don't want to be indoctrinated, etc., etc. They don't, I mean, they'll never bring that up. So now Nolte says, uh, quote, over just four years, Between 2016 and 2020, the percentage of high school graduates enrolling in college dropped from 70% to 63%. That's a seven-point drop nationally. In certain states, it decreased even more. In Tennessee, it dropped 11 points to 53%. Indiana dropped 12 points to 53%. Uh, Let's see. Indiana, I'm sorry, well, they got their math wrong. Uh, either way, West Virginia dropped 10 points to just 46%. So what is it that's turning millions of Americans off college? Obviously, the insane cost a degree is dissuading, is dissuading people from higher education. According to the report, again, fewer than one in three adults now say a degree is worth the cost. What's more, then 4% i'm sorry 4 in 10 bachelor's degree holders under 45 don't agree that the benefits of their education exceeded the cost so now what are the parents and older siblings warning younger generation off the idea of incurring the equivalent of a mortgage just to go to college and it continues blah 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 it does not say anything about the death toll the jabs or the mandates and the unconstitutional nature and and human abuse of all of it even even Breitbart doesn't mention that in this article, which is why you have to get into the comments section and that's why these anonymous boards are so effective on this because you'll actually hear real comments about what's really going on and some of the people commenting on this particular article are claiming to be university professors so there's a few here I want to read, but I want to start off with this one, because I thought this one was rather interesting. There are, most of them are interesting, but this one is good too. It says, quote, again, this comes from greatawakening.win. It says, universities and colleges across America are keenly aware of a demographic nightmare unfolding more every year as the total available amount of young adults set to enter college has been declining steadily. I have observed some stupid administrators trying to put a positive spin on what the demographic statistics clearly show is, and will be, a drastic fallout of enrollment numbers due to the lack of potential students, nothing short of a slow-moving disaster for higher ed. Frankly, universities are overall bloated with far too many non-fact faculty positions, this along with far too many expensive, non-educational purposed facilities, and far too many useless throwaway areas of study that only serve to create professionals at dividing and balkanizing society and populations internally against itself. Add to all of this all the injured kids from this vaccine genocide. There it is. Enrollment drops are going to accelerate faster than the models predicted possible. Also, I anticipate the perceived necessity of a higher education in the world today will diminish as many jobs that unnecessarily require a degree for no reason related to a person's ability to do a job will be necessar- will, be, will by necessity drop the useless requirement. I agree with that also. I agree with that entire post. See, that person wrote better than Nolte did for Breitbart. That's the real answer. And you've been hearing me say this, of course, since the beginning of time. This is what's happening. Anybody connecting the dots can clearly see this. Now, let me mention one quick story before I read just a couple of more comments about this article. I was driving around Miami University's campus just the other day. At the end of this week, Friday of this this week, is freshman move in day, and then the following Monday, next Monday, is the first day of of school, first day of class. When I went here many years ago in starting in nineteen ninety nine, uh, the number of students that again, you've heard me say this before, but the number of students that were walking around and living in their rental houses, and you name it. Before school started, well over a week before school started, students were back here in droves like two weeks before school started at least, because they wanted to get away from their parents, and they wanted to get away from their families, and they wanted to get back to being a little more independent, so they thought. In driving around just the other day, I'm not seeing it. These homes are empty these rental homes are dead empty. I'm not saying that they won't have people in it in the next coming week or two weeks. They might. But there are less people wanting to come back here faster. So there is a shift and a turn happening within the minds of the people who are attending these universities. And that's a good thing, because they're leaving. And they're recognizing that they don't have to come here anymore. They don't have to attend brick and mortar universities. I think that's a good thing. They can work, they can learn online if they want a college degree. And then, of course, the trade school aspect has come into this also. Keeping in mind, of course, I've had guests on this show, one in particular from Texas who worked within a trade school at the college level. And he said, look, man. these places are going woke also. The, the leftist agenda and the metaverse agenda is rolling out in those areas also, and backing those people into a position where even they don't have a choice. That the professors who teach there are being told by their higher-ups that, look, you know, we have to do this and we have to do that, no matter, you know, how, w- w- whether you agree with it or not. So even the trade schools need to be vetted is my overall point. Even even they need to uh, have a critical eye placed on them to make sure that their ideologies aren't out of whack by any stretch. Here's another anonymous post, again on greatawakening.win, based on that Breitbart article. It says, quote, I'm a university professor. Seriously, college is overrated and everybody being pushed into it has turned them into profit center degree mills that just push students through regardless of knowledge acquisition. I would prefer to hire someone who who has smartly avoided college, saved themselves from being a debt slave, and went into the workforce instead. Many were duped, but to continue going along with the scam is just insanity at this point. Here's another one. This one is kind of poorly written, so bear with me here. It says, I started teaching at university 15 years ago when I would say the decline had started, but things were still decent. If you have been away for 10 years, then you got out at the right time, as it has been a much steeper decline in that time. Students come in basically knowing nothing, as the high school system's have just moved through and teaching them the basics in university that they would have learned in high school makes for an expensive high school 2.0 for them and ultimately puts them four years behind and 200000 in debt once they graduate as compared to their peers that skipped college altogether and just went to work or start businesses. I agree with that too. And this one's good, too, because it has to do with apparently a parent talking to their child. It says the following. It says, I have a master's in education, and I have conversations all the time with my 10-year-old about the purpose of college. It's not a place to find yourself, quote-unquote. You need to know you're going to be a doctor, a nurse, a pharmacist, a lawyer, or an engineer before dropping thousands of dollars on a degree. You will not major in communications or philosophy or hip-hop or whatever ridiculous degrees they have eight years from now. If you want to learn a trade, I'll support you. If you want to work in law enforcement, I'll support you. If you're 18 and you need another year just to be sure, I'll even support that. It's better than flushing $200,000 down the toilet on a memeology degree. I get that, too. I fully understand that. However, some of those degrees, of course, and what they learn within those degrees, communication philosophy, certainly become helpful in figuring out what the person wants to do next. I know a lot of people who have communications degrees, and they work, again, in not necessarily customer service, but they work for insurance companies, and they work for larger organizations like that where communication is key. And maybe they were more of an introverted person, and maybe they still are, but at least they know how to deal with people a little bit better. Same thing with philosophy. You can take a philosophy degree a lot of serious places. Uh, You can become a lawyer, you can become a business owner, and it's not that that degree is useless, it certainly isn't. And what you, of course, learn throughout that time is remarkably valuable. So it does depend on a number of different things. It ultimately depends on, again, what's going on between the ears of the individual who has said degree and what they what they do with it. So that's worth keeping in mind, I think. Here's the next thing. Again, you don't need chicken bones to figure this out. And uh, it's just more evidence of the collapse. Jesse James, Dangerous Info Podcast, sent this my way. This comes from MLiveMichigan.com. Grand Rapids considers closing schools among options to combat declining enrollment. Yes, it's happening. It's happening. And their solution is quite literally closing the schools. It says the following from Melissa Frick. Grand Rapids, Michigan, quote, Grand Rapids school leaders are considering closing school buildings, renovating or constructing new buildings, and right-sizing right-sizing, programs in response to the district's declining enrollment. While no changes will occur this school year, the Grand Rapids Board of Education held a work session Monday to discuss the future of district facilities. The board is developing the district's new facilities master plan which could result in major restructuring in the coming years. uh-oh this is a, this is uh this is also an interesting take on this, because again, failing systems like to believe that they aren't to blame. They like to blame the facilities, these you know these uh these empty entities that can't talk or speak. As being the problem, we'll see that brick over there, it's a little old. See that roof, it's got a leak. That's why people aren't coming here. It's not the people. no, 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 it can't be the humans and how toxic they are. That's not the reason why people aren't coming here. It's because of the look of the place. Ladies and gentlemen. if they wanted to go, they'd just go. If they actually thought that what was being delivered inside of said building or said institution was of value, they wouldn't care how it looked on the outside. They would just go. See, the problem is is that we look at old buildings now, these old, you know, Victorian-looking buildings that were once the epitome of construction and built by hand, not by machine, but built by hand. And, And we look at them now, not me but a lot of people look at them and they say that building's disgusting i bet no learning goes on in there how do you know that that's judging a book by its cover but again this collapse is being blamed on a lack of school safety and school policy and and you know a lack of updated technology and facilities that's a con job that's not that's not what's happening it's a lack of morals values direction and common sense, and these environments are child abusers. Lest us, you know, lest lest we forget. I mean, they are child abusers. They've been doing that now with regularity. This article continues, and it says, "quote You'll likely you likely wouldn't see any sort of change until the 2024-25 school year because we want to get the get the time for people to hear it." Superintendent Leandre Roby said. Monday, August 8th. Or Robbie, I'm not sure which. Uh, They said, or she said, that she does not expect any layoffs as part of the consolidation plan, but but staff and resources could be reshuffled throughout the district during the process, she told MLive. That means firings. That's what reshuffling means. They move people around from building to building and then make some of them disappear. That's all that means. Yes, people are going to get fired. They're going to lose their jobs. I would encourage people in the K-12 business to find another profession. Work somewhere else. I know that's easier said than done, but look around. It says Grand Rapids remains the largest school district in West Michigan. However, enrollment has declined by nearly 30% since 2008. When the district had over a, had over 19,000 students this year, they are less than 14,000 students enrolled. Now again, the birth rate probably has something to do with that too, of course. But they're trying to do whatever they can to dismiss what's happened over the last two and a half years. It says the school board is in pro, is in the process of developing a new GRPS facility master plan. With the intention of seeking community input over the next several months. Uh, This summer, the board began discussing the need for a major overhaul aimed at optimizing the district's resources based on current enrollment levels. I'm telling you what, much like the universities, they're not blaming the real problem, they're not blaming themselves, and what's their solution? Tax more people, make more facilities and they think that will draw in more people. They are sorely mistaken. It won't work. This will not work. Uh, Let's see. It says, for example, the GRPS has capacity to enroll 13,944 elementary school students in pre-kindergarten through fifth grade, but only has 7,616. Elementary students actually enrolled. That's half, give or take, meaning the district is operating at 55% occupancy at the elementary level. They lost half of their students. At the middle school level, GRPS has capacity for 3,186, but the district only has 1,350, resulting in a 42% occupancy level at its middle schools. This is happening everywhere. Everywhere. We're witnessing the entire collapse. The article goes on, but I'm going to leave it at that. We're witnessing the entire collapse. It's incredible. I think it's incredible. And it's just going to get worse, and these buildings are going to close, and I've been over it on this show time and time again, as have other guests like Vanessa Hurst. She brought it up too. Um. They're going to sell the buildings and they're going to sell the property. They're going to be forced to because who's going to take on the building and the property? It's going to have to be the city or the state. Do they want to pay for it? Of course not. They don't want to pay for it. It's expensive. And with no one in it to fund it and no tax dollars going to it, well, your stream of revenue is gone so what do you do? You have to unload it. And I'm telling you, they're unloading these places on mental facilities, mental facility directors and companies, prisons, and hospitals, homeless shelters, things of that nature. That's what these places are going to turn into. And I'm sure BlackRock has a hand in this, and I'm sure that, you know, they're certainly participating in all of this, but uh, yeah, it's going to get worse. We got to keep our eyes on this, and again, I'm going to drive around next week and just look at the university enrollment just based on the eye test, because there's no flipping way it's going to be like it was when I attended, and I know that that was 20 years ago, but even so, there's no there's no way. Absolutely no way. Okay, moving on, jab-related stuff. First, before I get to the CDC stuff, I just want to mention this. This comes from The Daily Skeptic, and it's titled, One in three vaccinated teenagers suffers cardiovascular side effects. One in 43 suffer heart inflammation, study says. And these are the COVID jabs. We're not talking about the other poisonous vaccines that exist in the giant vaccine rollout. It says the following, a study, was, a study has found cardiovascular adverse effects in around a third of teenagers following the Pfizer vaccinations and heart inflammation in one in 43, raising fresh concerns about the risks of vaccination for young people. The preprint study, not yet peer-reviewed, enrolled 314 Thai adolescents aged 13 to 18 of which 13 were lost to follow-up, which means they're probably dead, leaving 301 who were monitored following vaccination. It found cardiovascular effects in 29.24% of participants, including tachycardia, if I'm saying that right, palpitation, and one participant, myopericarditis. Two participants had suspected pericarditis and four participants had suspected subclinical myocarditis. The most common cardiovascular effects were tachycardia, 7.64%, shortness of breath, 6.64%, palpitation, 4.32%, chest pain, 3 po- I'm sorry, 4.32%, and hypertension, 3.99% the researchers noted that the clinical presentation of myopericarditis after vaccination was usually mild, with all cases fully recovering within 14 days. I don't believe that. You don't fully recover from that condition. It gets worse with time. It then says, however, they added that although clinical symptoms spontaneously resolved rapidly in all patients, the potential for cardiac fibrosis. Vaccine related myocarditis remains unknown. Well, they have to say that, but that's, yeah, they have to say that. It continues it says the mechanism for the effect is unknown, they write, but it may be related to the mRNA sequence that encodes for the spike protein of SARS CoV 2 or the immune response following vaccination. Yeah. And then it goes into a French study, which I brought up in the past a long time ago. Uh, There you have it. More evidence, which then, of course, leads me to this. The CDC, the all-seeing eye, the eye of Sauron, uh, all of it, the puppet master, so to speak, has, of course, changed their guidelines now. And isn't it funny how all of the organizations and the school board members and the institutions and the businesses that have abused everyone over the last two and a half years without thinking on their own took all of the orders from the CDC, and just like that, with the snap of fingers, it's all gone. Now it's all gone. They don't recommend masks. They don't recommend social distancing. And the vaccinated should be treated just like the unvaccinated. I'm going to read this from NBC Chicago because there was also another story about how the Philadelphia City Schools and that Philadelphia school district, the main one, I suppose, is requiring masks for the first 10 days among all students and employees. Not 11 days, not 9 days, just 10. 10 days. You, you, You cannot fix stupid. You can't. They just decided to take the gold medal in stupid and run across the finish line while everybody else just decided to stop. The problem is, is even the people who stop look stupid. So, this again comes from NBC regarding the new CDC guidelines. Here are the top changes to know. Come here for the truth. It's ridiculous. It says, quote, are you still trying to wrap your head around the latest COVID guidelines? In a nutshell, the CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, streamlined the new set of recommendations for quarantine, social distancing, and even testing, geared toward addressing the evolving pandemic. The changes, which come more than two and a half years after the start of the pandemic never was one, are driven by a recognition that the estimated 95% of Americans, 16 and older, have acquired some level of immunity, either from being vaccinated or infected. Hello? Everybody has amnesia on this. This is what gets my blood boiling everybody has amnesia now all of the sudden if you were infected by being around people who were already poisoned you're all of the sudden immune but isn't it funny that nobody seemed to care about that when they were begging for their job because they didn't want to take the shots because all of these places including hospitals were saying we don't care if you've been sick with it or not you still have to take the shots those people are dead now, and the people who required it are called murderers. That's what <laughs> I mean, hello? This is the biggest thing that no one's discussing. It's all Trump, my FBI, my FBI, Trump, not this. You've been played. You've been conned. We all have. Everybody should be on this subject in my humble opinion. It blows me away. And no, the vaccinated aren't immune. They're dying. They're getting sick because they have broken DNA that has given them AIDS. Honest to God, this article is going to drive you up the wall. Are you ready? Here it comes. Here it comes. Deep breath. Exhale. Here we go. Quote: We're in a stronger place today as a nation with more tools like vaccination, boosters, and treatments to protect ourselves and our communities from severe illness from COVID-19. The CDC's Greta Massetti, an author of the guidelines, said in a statement quote, we also have a better understanding of how to protect people from being exposed to the virus, like wearing high-quality masks, testing, and improving ventilation. This guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, but also helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our daily lives. These people are psychopaths. They're complete clinical psychopaths. The people who killed themselves as a result of these lies, that number is endless. The number of children and young teenagers who killed themselves because of all of this bullshit is endless. It's incalculable. I place their deaths on the shoulders of the Greta Macetis of the world. End of story. So here's the rundown of some of the changes the CDC has made. Again, deep breath or we're all going to have a heart attack. Number one, quarantine. The CDC previously said that if people who are not up to date on their COVID 19 vaccinations come in contact, Close contact with a person who tests positive, they should stay home for at least five days. Now the agency says quarantining at home is not necessary, but it urges those people to wear a high quality mask for 10 days and get tested after five. They contradict themselves in their own guideline. Here's another reason they're doing this too the economic downturn had everything to do with this, which means once you take away these BS guidelines, that the sh- even the sheep are following, it's forcing them back into the work environment, which means they can now manipulate work, uh, work and employment numbers and all of those statistics as much as they want and say, look, see, we don't have inflation. All of this is, is fine now. Everything's back to normal pre-pandemic statistics. You're being gaslit. That's what this is. This is Gaslighting 101. The second point, isolation. The agency continues to say that people who test positive should isolate from others for at least five days, regardless of whether they were vaccinated. Oh, so the vaccines don't work then, because that's what that sentence just said. CDC officials advise that people can end isolation if they are fever-free for 24 hours without the use of medication, and they are without symptoms or the symptoms are improving. Those who feel sick should also isolate until they receive test results, according to the guidance. You don't have to test, but you have to test. The tests work, the tests don't work, but they work. Honest honestly. Honestly. But symptoms also play a role in isolation timelines. You don't have to isolate, but you have to isolate. The guidelines state: if you have moderate illness, if you experience shortness of breath, I'm experiencing shortness of breath right now. Or had difficulty breathing or severe illness, you were hospitalized, due to COVID-19, or you have a weakened immune system, you need to isolate through 10 through day 10. If you had severe illness or have a weakened immune system consult your doctor before ending isolation ending isolation without a viral test may not be an option for you if you're unsure if your symptoms are moderate or severe or you, if, if you have a weakened immune system talk to a healthcare care provider for further guidance also if you leave isolation but your symptoms worsen, you must restart isolation for another 10 days. After you've entered isolation, if your COVID-19 symptoms worsen, restart your isolation at day zero. Talk to a healthcare care provider if you have questions about your symptoms or when to end isolation. Basically, if you have AIDS, here's my translation. If you have AIDS and you're constantly sick, they want you to isolate until you're dead because that's going to happen anyway. That's what they're saying here. (laughs) my God! You don't have to isolate, but isolate. If you feel bad after your isolation, keep isolating and restart that clock on day zero. Ladies and gentlemen, people are going to take advantage of this whether they're sick or not. This is rife for fraud. The whole thing was rife with fraud from the get-go, but if anybody's following these, really, if they're still following these, this is designed to actually create a bigger problem. There's a more nefarious reason, which before I forget, I'd better get into this also. The social, the lack of social distancing that they want now, okay, this is purposely designed to get the jabbed around the unjabbed. It's also designed to get the jabbed around the jabbed in close quarters as much as humanly possible, i.e., the American K 12 school system and structure. Same thing with university settings. They're all going to be shedding on one another. And if you think that the CDC doesn't know about the statistics on shedding and that that's a real thing via electromagnetism, you'd be wrong. They know it's real. They know what's happening. They are well aware. This is part of the evil plan. Part of the evil plan is to get them all around one another, shedding on one another, and then they all get sick and they all wonder why. Here's what I can't for the life of me figure out, and I'm really stretching my brain to try to figure this one out. If someone has an answer, please email me. I'm serious. Email me what what you think the answer is going to be. I'll read it on the show. I'll read all the all those emails on the show. It's this. If they all get around each other, and they're all jabbed, and they're all sick, and they're all dying, over the course of the next, again, few plus years, what are they possibly going to replace this with? I understand that in the past I've said absolutely nothing. Well, but my real question, I guess, is this. When they start to drop like flies, and they start to get sick. What is the CDC's going resp- uh, response be next? Is it going to be more shots? Are they going to bring back the mask wearing and make it mandatory? Are they going to then double down on their mandatory methods and make all of this mandatory yet again? Is that their next plan? Are they going to make it then permanent? Given the current state of affairs, we need everybody to get another shot. Because I don't know if you've heard this either. I heard this this weekend, jacked up. Was listening to Classic Rock on the radio? Sure enough, commercial Pfizer. They compared getting your booster shot to charging your cell phone. It's just like charging your cell phone. Make sure and get your booster if you're eligible. Because just like your cell phone, when it starts to run out of power... You need to get your booster shot to boost your immunity and get yourself back to where you need to be. It's a kill program. This is a kill program. No one's talking about this... Again, my FBI, my my Trump, my infringement. Here's your infringement on rights right here. They're trying to, again reinstitute these shots. At least that's my take. Email me again if you if you think there's another angle to this or what you think is going to be the next move. Are they going to close the schools down again when they all start getting sick? Is there going to be monkeypox among children? Because again, we know who works in these environments. They're not all straight people who are unjabbed, are they? No. So, what's next? Honestly, I I, I uh, I'm not done. I'm sorry. I'm not done. There's two more two more things they suggest. The CDC number three testing. Uh, deep breath again. The new guidelines also include information about testing asymptomatic people, and those who had severe symptoms. Asymptomatic isn't real. Never has been. Still not a thing. So they're saying they're doing away with testing, but they're not doing away with testing. It says recommending screening testing of asymptomatic people without known exposure will no longer be recommended in most community settings. Who determines that then? Because the tests don't work and asymptomatic isn't a real thing. So who gets to determine whether or not it's, you know, Needed or not. Whether or not the fake thing is needed or not. (laughs) God. My God. Where's the fairy dust needed? In what communities does Santa Claus need to roll in with his flying reindeer and pulling the sled through the sky? It continues, as you would expect in a horrific way. If you had severe illness or have a weakened immune system, consult your doctor before ending isolation. Ending isolation without a viral test may not be an option for you. If you are unsure if your symptoms are moderate or severe, or if you have a weakened immune system, talk to your healthcare provider for further guidance, where they'll just inject you yet again. And then you'll be dead. The guidance is going to kill you. Oh, wow. It also says, also on Thursday, the Food and Drug Administration updated its recommendations for how many times people exposed to COVID 19 should test. I'm not even going to read that. Oh, here it is. Sorry, have to. Previously, the FDI had advised taking two rapid antigen tests over two or three days to rule out infection. Now the agency recommends three tests. Sure because they work. Why not four? Why not five? Why not sit on a test? Just sit on them. Just go buy a box. Go buy two dozen boxes of the Binax Now FDA recalled tests that are predetermined don't work. Put them in a bathtub and then just sit on them. I hear that works too. I hear that's the best way actually. That's the best way to find out if you have COVID. (laughs) God. Honestly, I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing it here. Here's the last one. Last one, I promise. And then I'm going to wrap this up. Number four, social distancing. And the article ends with this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also said people no longer need to stay at least six feet away from others in some situations. I love the word of the uh the use of the word some who determines what situations when do they get to determine that the guidelines emphasize that physical distance is just one component of how to protect yourself and others you got that right if you're around the jabs you're going to get ill quote it is important to consider the risk in a in a particular setting including local COVID-19 community levels, and important role of ventilation when assessing the need to maintain physical distance, the CDC states, Unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all a lie. Every flipping word is a lie. Now, this comes from the CDC's own website. I posted this on Gab. Understanding mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Updated on July 15th. What you need to know. Messenger RNA, mRNA vaccines teach our cells how to make a protein that will trigger an immune response inside our bodies. Researchers have been studying and working with mRNA vaccines for decades. Decades is in bold print. Like all vaccines, mRNA vaccines benefit people who get vaccinated by giving them protection against diseases like COVID 19. All in bold print. Protection against diseases like COVID 19. Disease COVID 19. You won't get it if you're vaccinated, and yet, hmm, everybody who's jabbed is getting it. They're just getting sick because they have no immune system left, without risking the potential seriousness, serious consequences of getting sick. Every word of what I read there is a lie. Every word is a lie. It then says the following quote. The Pfizer Bio- BioNTech and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines are messenger RNA vaccines, also called mRNA vaccines. Learn more about the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines including who can get them, doses, and ingredients. No, your ingredients won't be listed there. Neither will all of the adverse reactions. You have to dig for those. Uh, I got to tell you The school years here, the first day of school is this week in the local K-12 school district where I live. You've heard me say it before, the leaves are going to fall, the temperature's going to get colder. Proximity of the jabbed, even in warm weather, is still going to have an ill effect on people, jabbed or unjabbed. There are more and more stories, I might add, coming out even today about students dropping dead on the fields of play on their games during their games during their practices whatever that's that's happening more and more there's no there's no comic relief i can provide at the end of this episode it is you know you've heard me say it a million times i'm going to keep saying it these environments are dangerous for a variety of reasons I'm not just talking about the sexual predators that work in these environments. I'm not talking about all of the illegality. Now I'm talking about at least half of all of the beating hearts that exist within these school buildings, each individual school building. Okay, Let's just say half. Let's say half of all of them, children and adults, let's say half of them are jabbed. And let's say the other half are not. Who's in danger? Based on what you've heard here, what I've read, what we've analyzed, and what you know to be true. Who's in danger? If you said everybody, you would be correct. The answer is everyone. Everybody's in danger. So, I don't know what else I don't know what else I can add. Um I got uh this is just too big this is too big. This entire thing is is so massive to wrap your head around that uh, people are going to have to see this collapse. So I'm going to keep speaking about it. You've heard me make all the suggestions in the past about getting particular things on video, what we're likely to see at upcoming board meetings. You've heard me mention all of those things. I'm not going to run down that huge list again, but these things are going to happen. Because the CDC can play all the gaslighting games they want here. They're making it as fluid as humanly possible. The problem is, is that all of these organizations and institutions that forced all of this on people and tricked them to death, when when the proverbial shit hits the fan again, and it will, because of the jabbed, they're all going to look to the CDC again to decide what to do. This is the chess game that is purposely being played out to destroy these institutions, which is why, again, when I, when I hear people say, well, why would Donald Trump allow this to happen? Why would he allow this to play out? It's to get people to stop trusting government, to get people to stop trusting politicians, stop, list- stop listening to them. The politicians say they took shots. That doesn't mean you need to take them. You don't know these people, and you don't know their motives and, again, the operations that are going on behind the scenes. This has to happen because these institutions have to collapse under the weight of their own fake and false policies. That's why. And it's going to be horrific. But we've got to watch it because no one's going to learn otherwise. I think this CDC guideline thing was the biggest thing, was the biggest story of the last week. End of story. It wasn't Trump, FBI. Nice distraction. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. By the way, one last thing about the FBI thing. I heard that Donald Trump made $300 million in donations because the quote-unquote FBI raided him and he said, you know, whatever. And people actually felt bad. And then they donated money. They opened up their wallets and gave him $300 million in total. Keep your money, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your money. Don't give it to politicians. They don't need it. They don't need it. He doesn't need it either. Support him or not. What You know, whatever your stance is. I have, you know, I, I like to think I have a pretty good idea as to what's really going on, but I don't give money to Donald Trump. And I don't give money to people he says to give money to support this person, you know, donate whatever else. I don't I don't do it. Keep your money. Storable food, water, a radio, homeschool, you know, things like that. This right here is the collapse. I can see these dots. I can see these patterns and I and I know that you can too. And I hope that you continue to listen to this and and share this with as many people as you can because that's the point, I think. The point is training ourselves to see these connections and then connect these dots. And then always ask ourselves, okay, what's going to happen next then? So again, if you're interested in emailing me, what do you think is the next step here? In particular within K-12 schools and universities, what's what's the move that you think they're going to make when these dominoes start to fall again this school year? With the jabbed intermingling with the unjabbed. Keeping in mind, most of these universities still have their jab policies in place, which means everybody attending is jabbed, if they're attending. So, there you go. It's going to be another big week, first week of school. Next week, first week of university where I live. It's going to be weird, but I'm going to drive around and give her the old eyeball test. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a great week, and I'll catch you on Wednesday